the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. My sympathy is stirred. You really see God's heart towards the lost here. God's not willing that any would perish. His desire is that we would all come to repentance and salvation through Jesus Christ. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. His heart is churning here. My heart churns at the thought of judging me. How can I just hand you over to judgment? He loves them. His sympathy is stirred. He loves them. God loves everyone, even the people who openly defy and hate Him. He doesn't want to see them go into eternal punishment, but His character says that people get what they want, not in a vengeful, get-back-at-them way, but as the natural consequences of the decisions they've made. Pastor Dan showing you in his teaching today that it was the same way for the Israelites in the days of Hosea. You'll see that even as the day of judgment was approaching, God was trying to get their attention. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Hosea chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. says he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked and he chastens us to try to persuade us to change our ways just as a parent chastens their child to try to convince that child to change their behavior God chastens his people he's chastening Israel here he says people shall be gathered against them when I bind them for their two transgressions now what was israel's two transgressions jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me that's number one the fountain of living water and hewn themselves cisterns broken cisterns that can hold no water they have forsaken the lord and they've created their own gods that they were trusting in instead of trusting in the lord Look at verse 11. Ephraim is a trained heifer that loves to thresh grain. But I harnessed her fair neck. And I will make Ephraim pull a plow. Judah shall plow. And Jacob shall break his clods. He describes Ephraim as a trained heifer that loves to thresh grain. Now, a heifer enjoys threshing grain because it's easy work. It's not a burden on the animal. And they get to eat the grain as they're threshing it. So they can just kind of snack the whole time that they're working. Life is good. I just got to walk around in a big circle and eat. It's wonderful. They love it, right? It's certainly much easier 
than plowing a field with a yoke and a plow attached to the heifer, where this heifer now has to drag this plow and plow furrows into the ground and plow up the ground and break up the dirt clods. And the point that God is making here is Ephraim enjoyed God's provision. They enjoyed God's blessings, but they chose to forsake God and his blessings for the yoke of idolatry and for the yoke of sin. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. It's just hard. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll give you rest for your soul. But there are some who choose to forsake Jesus for the yoke of sin. For the yoke of bondage. And they, in a sense, put this yoke that's a heavy burden on themselves that's difficult. You know, like pulling a plow and breaking up clods. We have it so good in Jesus Christ. Why would anybody ever give up Jesus for something else? You're blessed. The burden's light. The yoke is easy. Why would you trade that for bondage and heavy labor? Pulling a plow. But people do. So verse 12. Look what he says now in verse 12. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. The Lord here in verse 12 calls Israel to repent, to change their ways. And, and I love that it's, 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 it's not complicated. He says, sow righteousness. Start sowing righteousness in your life. Start doing what's right in God's eyes. And if you do that, you're going to reap God's mercy. And he says, break up your fallow ground, your fallow ground. Now, fallow ground is land that has been plowed in the past, but then is left or is abandoned. So what is he saying here to Israel? There was a time in the past when Israel did sow righteousness. There was a time in the past when they did seek the Lord. There was a time in the past when they reaped mercy and grace from the Lord. But then they left the Lord. They abandoned that field. They left. And so the Lord says, break up the fallow ground. Return back to that abandoned field. Return back to those righteous works again that you used to do. That once bore such good fruit in your lives. And do those things again. In 1 Kings chapter 18... When Elijah the prophet has his showdown with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. You guys remember that story? Of course you do. Where he takes on the 450 prophets of Baal and the whole nation is gathered by Elijah at the foot of Mount Carmel for this showdown. Now why did Elijah take them to Mount Carmel? In 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 30 it says Elijah repaired the altar of the Lord Yahweh that had been torn down. He gathered the whole nation there at Mount Carmel for this showdown because there was an altar to the Lord that was there. In the past, Israel had worshipped the Lord God at Mount Carmel. 
There was once an altar that stood there to the Lord. And so Elijah brought Israel back to that same place that was once a place of worship and devotion to the Lord. And he repaired the altar because that's what the nation needed to do spiritually in their hearts. They needed to come back to that place of worship. They needed to come back to that place of dedication and devotion. They needed to repair the altar, so to speak. And here in Hosea, the Lord says to Israel, break up your fallow ground. Go back to the things you used to do to honor me and glorify me and do those things again. In the New Testament, John the Baptist, J the B, he's baptizing. Where is he baptizing? In the Jordan River. In the Judean wilderness, out in the desert, at a place called Bethabara, the house of the crossing. He's baptizing out in the desert, in the Jordan River, at the place where the children of Israel crossed into the promised land originally under Joshua. There's a whole lot of other places he could have baptized people in Israel. Why there? Because he was calling the nation back. Back to when they first entered the land by faith, trusting the Lord, following the Lord, believing the Lord. He was calling the nation to repentance, to come back, come back to the beginning. Come back to where it all started, where you first came into the land. In Revelation chapter 2, Jesus says to the church of Ephesus, you have left your first love. You've done all these great things, but you've left your first love. And then he says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. Go back to what you were doing when you first fell in love with the Lord. And here through Hosea, the Lord says, go back and break up that fallow ground. Go back and do the things you used to do. The righteous things that honored me and glorified me. That produced good fruit in your life. Go back and do those things again. So the question for us is. Is there fallow ground in your life? As a Christian. Is there fallow ground that needs to be broken up? Are there practices in your Christian life? That you once did. That you've abandoned. That once bore wonderful godly fruit. In your life. That you need to return to. That you need to go back to. And do those things again. He goes on here in verse 12 to say. For it's time to seek the Lord. It's time. Meaning now. It's time to seek the Lord. Until he comes and rains righteousness. On you. Do you understand what he's saying here too? He's also saying, if we do our part, God will do his part. If we sow righteousness, if we break up the fallow ground in our hearts and return back to those things that once bore good godly fruit in our lives, well, then God will rain righteousness down on us. I think about our own nation right now and the trouble we're in. It's time to seek the Lord as a nation. Before it's too late, it's time to break up the fallow ground. To return back to honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we're here seeking the Lord. That's why we pray together over Zoom on Saturday nights. We're seeking the Lord. 
It's time to seek the Lord. And the promise is, as we do, he will rain righteousness down on us. Rightness. Right things. Verse 13. You have plowed wickedness. Speaking to the nation. You have reaped iniquity. You have eaten the fruit of lies. Because you trusted in your own way. In the multitude of your mighty men. Israel was eating the fruit of their wickedness. They've had decades and decades and decades of wickedness in the nation. Now they're eating the fruit of that wickedness. They're reaping what they sowed. He says because they trusted in their own way instead of trusting in God's way. The Bible says there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. There's a way that seems right to man, but it leads to death. And what he says here is really true for every sinner. If they don't trust in Jesus Christ, they're trusting in their own way. If they're not trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that way always leads to death. Jesus Christ is the only way that leads to life. And so he goes on, verse 14. Therefore, because you're trusting in your own way, You're trusting in your own might as a nation. Therefore, tumult shall arise among your people and all your fortresses shall be plundered as Shalman, that's the Assyrian, plundered Beth Arbel in the day of battle. A mother dashed in pieces upon her children, speaking of the atrocities of war that Israel experienced at the hands of the Assyrians. Thus it shall be done to you, O Bethel, O house of the Lord, because of your great wickedness, At dawn, the king of Israel shall be cut off utterly. Suddenly, he'll be cut off. Now, going into chapter 11. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. God loved Israel. As a parent loves their own son. God desires a love relationship. With each of us. He loves us and he wants us to love him in response to his love. This is why Jesus Christ was sent into the world to die on the cross. God so loved the world that he sent his son. But Israel chose to go after other gods. Verse 2. As they called them, so they went from them. They sacrificed to the Baals and burned incense to carved images. I taught Ephraim to walk taking them by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I love the imagery that God uses here. God taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. You know, when you have a baby who's just learning to walk and you'll take them by the arms, you'll take them by the hands, and you kind of hold them up as they're learning to put one foot in front of the other and they start to fall, you kind of 
keep them up. The Lord says, this is what I did for Israel. I taught them to walk. I drew them with gentle cords. With bands of love. And I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I removed the yoke. A yoke of bondage. They were in slavery. I stooped down to them. God humbled himself. And I fed them. He says, I drew them with gentle cords. On ancient Israel, they would put like a little harness and leash on children. You've seen parents that do that, like at the store or whatever, where they've got their kid on a leash. We never did that with our kids. Our kids never wandered off or whatever. We didn't have to do that. But they used to do that in ancient Israel. And that's what God is describing here. In verse 4, he says, I drew them with gentle cords, with bands of love. God drew them with his gentle love. The Bible says it's his love that leads us to repentance. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us and demonstrated his love for us by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. The Apostle Paul says it's the love of Christ that compels us. It's the love of Christ for us that compels us to follow him and serve him. And he says, I drew Israel with my love, my love for them. I was to them as those who take the yoke from their neck. I removed the burden from them. I stooped and I fed them. I provided for them as a parent providing for a young child. He shall not return to the land of Egypt, but the Assyrian shall be his king because they refuse to repent. They're going to be slaves once again, but this time in Assyria. And the reason for it, they refuse to repent. At any point, they could have turned back to the Lord. And he would have healed their land, but they refused to do that. And the sword shall slash in his cities and devour his districts and consume them because of their own counsels. They're following their own counsel and not following the counsel of the Lord. My people are bent on backsliding from me. Though they call to the Most High, none at all exalt him. They were bent on backsliding from God. To backslide means to turn away from God. And they were bent on doing this. They were bent on backsliding. And notice, though they call to the Most High, none at all exalt him. They called to God. They called upon the Lord, but they didn't honor God with their life, or the way they lived. They had in the New Testament a form of godliness. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 4, John says, He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Titus 1, verse 16, warns about those who profess to know God, but in works deny him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. We exalt Jesus by our obedience to him. Not just professing Jesus as Lord with our lips, but with our lifestyle. And here they were calling on God. They were still praying and still had these outward religious activities, but they weren't living to honor God or to exalt God. Look at verse 8. How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I just hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I set you like Zeboam. Now, Adma and Zeboam were cities that neighbored Sodom and Gomorrah. And they were destroyed in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I just hand you over, Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I set you like Zeboam? My heart churns within me. My sympathy is stirred. You really see God's heart towards the lost here. God's not willing that any would perish. His desire is that we would all come to repentance and salvation through Jesus Christ. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. His heart is churning here. My heart churns at the thought of judging you. How can I just hand you over to judgment? He loves them. His sympathy is stirred. He loves them. He says in verse 9, I will not execute the fierceness of my anger. I will not again destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man. The Holy One is in your midst. And I will not come with terror. Even in his judgment, God will be merciful. He's not going to be as severe as he could be or as severe as they deserve. Now look at verse 10. It's like we've seen this so much in the Old Testament, especially in the prophets. It's it's like God talks about the judgment that will come for a few verses. And then he's, he's got to take a break from it. He's got to go to the kingdom age when everything's going to be right. In verse 10, they shall walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion when he roars. Then his sons shall come trembling from the west. And again, this is looking ahead to the future. This is looking ahead to the kingdom age when Jesus Christ returns And sets up his kingdom here on the earth. And rules over all the earth from Jerusalem. And then at that time Israel will walk after the Lord. He'll roar like a lion. And his sons will come to him. And Joel chapter 3 verse 16 says. The Lord also will roar from Zion. And utter his voice from Jerusalem. Speaking of the kingdom age. The heavens and earth will shake. But the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. They shall come trembling like a bird from Egypt, like a dove from the land of Assyria. And I will let them dwell in their houses, says the Lord. Ephraim has encircled me with lies. And the house of Israel with deceit. But Judah... He turns his attention to the south now, to the southern kingdom. But Judah still walks with God. Even with the Holy One who is faithful. Ephraim, Israel, the northern kingdom, man, they're they're gone. They're not coming back. But Judah, Judah still walks with God. Even with the Holy One who is faithful. Now, you know that Judah will also turn from following the Lord. And they're going to turn to idols after Israel. And they're going to go into captivity in Babylon. And so we'll stop there, pick it up next time with chapter 12. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for, Lord, how your word is alive. And it speaks to us and it speaks into our times and into our circumstances, Lord, every week. Lord, I pray for each of us, Lord, that we would Ask you to search our hearts, Lord, and Lord, please show us if we have divided hearts in any way. Lord, please show us if we have fallow ground that needs to be broken up and plowed up. And Lord, speak to us about those things in our life that need to change, Lord. Things that maybe need to go or things that need to be improved. 
make those things known to us and may we walk in obedience to you and follow closely with you and we pray these things in Jesus name amen he asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal thanks for tuning in to today's edition of ring of truth with pastor Dan Sexton Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Hosea, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. If you're a parent, you understand the quandary of disciplining your child. You hate to do it, but because you love them and want to bring them back into a right relationship, you give them consequences for their sin. In a similar way, God acts justly because He loves the people He created so much. He wants to bring them back into a right relationship, but this requires judgment for sin. If you're ever struggling to understand God's sovereign ways, always look back to Scripture as your guidance for God's all-knowing example. Are you enjoying this study in Hosea? If so, visit our website, calvaryec.com, to hear more messages from this series. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You could even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. And thanks for tuning in to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know Him. It only takes willingness and a conscious choice You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable And knowing that you cannot find alone And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you don't You can hear the sound General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.